All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Radio Rally on Clubhouse. This event happens every single Monday in our group called The Encourager, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. What you are about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, hearing stories from some of the most amazing people in radio, and uncovering the path forward for radio in your career right now. Both our Monday live events and our Wednesday live events on Clubhouse are now also individual podcasts. We do that so you can catch them anytime. Of course, the Wednesday event known as a podcast is the Encouragers Innovation and Audio Podcast. Today's live event as a podcast is called the Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast, and will become available within about an hour or less of the end of this live broadcast, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating audio footprint and distributing them. When you subscribe to our individual podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, you'll hear great motivation for getting mentors and reaching out to great people in our business, no matter how big their names. Like when Buzz Jackson, the PD of Kim in Tucson, shared during his long career, his career-long habit of reaching out to people to learn more, to grow in radio, and to kind of pick up things that he wouldn't ordinarily pick up. He talked about how he still loves to mentor people himself today, and he shared exactly how to find mentors and how to give back in this business that we love. We have great guests and insight every single week that can help you grow, learn, and meet challenges in your career in the 21st century. Meet our guests live on Clubhouse or subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a thing. The Encouragers Innovation and Audio Podcast and the Encouragers The Radio Rally Podcast are both on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Today is find your voice and stay positive. This is our event where we talk with top flight voiceover pro and national radio host, Rick Party. And also on today's live event, the operations manager for Alpha Media USA in Amarillo, and that is Scott Gaines. Before we get started, next week, Monday, August 2nd, is our Sharpen Your Creativity event. On August 2nd, we'll have Lance Tidwell, who is the program director of 104.7 WZZK and Mix 97.3 WPYA in Birmingham, Alabama, and also Tim Leary, who is a excellent, phenomenal uh, morning show talent at New Country 1031 WIRK in West Palm Beach, Florida. We've already set our guest schedule all the way into September, and you really should see who is on the list in our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. There you'll also find free encouragement for on-air and promotion with our more than live and local guest series. And for local radio sellers, because they're important too, they'll get more encouragement with our Encouraging Sales Success Series 
as well as free resources for anyone in radio today. We do not lock away anything on our website the way some other consultants do. So go to rainmakerpathway.com anytime and see what you can get for free from our team. Please follow the people on this stage at this live event and look around the room for people that you can connect with while you're here tonight as well. We are here to encourage you and your broadcast career. My name is Lloyd Ford. I am a branding advisor and consultant with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. I'm always going to stick my neck out and say you should hire me if you're struggling to grow revenue, especially if you could use a clearer strategy, if you have a morning show that isn't famous enough to lead your radio station and ratings and drive overall radio ratings for your local brand. If you want a real 21st century advisor who will help you build strategy and grow value of your act brand who will provide you with a crisis hotline that you can call anytime for backup. Our short name is RPC, but it all means the same thing. We're the pathway to money, Rainmaker Pathway. Call me about our music lab and how it prevents music drift and improves ratings. You can also talk to us about our morning show fame development coaching that puts the accent and the action in the right place to build opportunity for robust ratings growth. Ask about encouragement too, because it's one of our services. If you know somebody who's looking for fresh answers, please recommend us. We'll do a good job. We'd love to help. And of course, you can reach out anytime, F-O-R-D at rainmakerpathway.com. One last announcement. Check this out. Join us on August the 10th, 2021, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. It's our first ever bulletin live event from the Encouragers. This is a totally different kind of live event from our normal live events. On August 10th, we are presenting the Radio State of the Union, a frank discussion about employment, job search, career management, corporate and local radio, and the future. With Mike McVeigh and Lloyd Ford right here in the Encouragers on Clubhouse, August the 10th, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And this is about radio, the future of your career. So tell everybody that you know in the radio business to be here on August the 10th. As we gear up for a great live event, I'd like to check in with our co-host with a question before we get started. And I always like to start with Jesse because he's always got something going on. And this week is no different. Jesse does afternoons on B105 in Cincinnati. How are you, Jesse? I'm good, Lloyd. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, recently I noticed you did your first concert with listeners in about two years. Can you tell us what was on the front of your staff shirts and whose great idea was it to do that? Uh, yeah, we all had shirts on that said, welcome back, uh, solid black shirts. And it said, welcome back in yellow with our logo as I think uh replaced one of the letters and then on the back was just a giant b105 logo uh it was someone i believe from our morning show that came up with that idea and we had somebody that made those shirts for us very last minute and there was about 10 or 12 of us running around wearing those shirts all night we looked we we looked like we were you know like when you're at a, a venue and you look for people with similar matching shirts so we stood out in a good way and it was just our way to welcome everybody back 
it, it also, I just tell you, whoever came up with that idea was absolutely brilliant because they put the accent in the right place, which is welcoming these people back to something that they love, this idea of congregating and being with other people and seeing a live event. It's really incredible. And uh, it just is a brilliant idea, of course. Thank you for joining us, Jesse. Jesse does afternoons on B105. You can catch him on their live stream anytime. Welcome back to you, Heather. Of course, we want to know how was vacation? Vacation was good. It was very relaxing. I got to uh, get out of the heat of Southern California and go to the heat of St. Louis. Uh, so a little more <laughs> humid there, but I got to see my family and uh, glad to be back. Oh, I've been to St. Louis. It's not a little more humid. <laughs> Uh, you know, this must be T-shirt week. Uh, I think you got a new T-shirt, too. Can you tell us about that T-shirt? I saw that in social. Oh, yeah. Um, well, myself and my partner uh, in the afternoon, we thought we would just order ourselves a couple of shirts since we're a baby show. And uh, so we just took a quick little selfie, posted it online. And, uh, you know, folks are wondering, where can they get this? So hopefully that draws a little attention to our new show. And, um, yeah, thank you to the overpriced custom oh nice <laughs> nice a little little shout out there for you that's good and of course you know look it's brilliant branding i think people all the time underestimate how much it takes people to see these brands before they go oh that's a thing so heather you've got a really great guest for us don't you I do. I am so excited to have Scott Gaines on today scott has been a friend of mine for several years now and when you think about passion for radio there's really you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that's more passionate than scott he is responsible for four stations in his uh, amarillo cluster for alpha media and he does also uh, an afternoon drive show he was the 2021 winner of the crs country air check award for ops manager and program director of the year for small market radio he's worked in atlanta i mean you could go on for days but scott you have never held another job outside of radio have you no i haven't i'm actually fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> i i could be you know walmart greeter anytime so that no i yes i have that is the very first job i ever had um and i bugged the program director of the small town radio station that i was going to college in and i i was the kid and i think Probably three quarters of us, three quarters of us in this room has probably been that kid that would show up at the radio station, and I've had them that did this to me, and I've encouraged them. But this this guy that was the PD at the time um, was a few years out of college, and he I just basically did all his grunt work. I pulled his carts, um, I I pulled all his records, and that tells you how long ago it's been. Um, and I did that for free. And I did that for quite a little while. And then I told him, hey, man, can I have a job, like a real job? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you can, I guess. So he made me watch him um, <clears throat> queue up records and, you know, I'd run his board and he goes, okay, well, let's, you know, let's get, to, you know, he would teach me a little bit more about talking. And, and of course, I had the, you know, the, still the accent that I have, but much, much worse. And he kind of helped me kind of get going a week. And then he turns up sick one day and he says, hey, you know what? I think you're going to go on. I'll be right outside that door. If you have any problems, you know, come get me. And, of course, it was a train wreck. It was just it was awful. You know, things were things just fell apart. It was awful. It was the longest three to seven I've ever had in my life. It was on an AM daytimer. It was AC music. It was awful. 
Um, and then he came in after it was over with and he says, so what do you think? And I was like, I love it. And he goes, would you do it again? I was, Absolutely. I'm sweating. I, I probably cried a little bit. Um, <laughs> and, and then at the end of it, he goes, well, he goes, would you, you know, would you do it again? I said, absolutely. I said, I want to do this the rest of my life. I said, you know, um, and he goes, okay, well, Monday, it's all yours. And he gave me three to seven, uh, doing afternoons. And I just sat there and I earned it. I walked in and I made him, I made him realize that that's what I wanted. And boy, oh boy, did I suck at it. And I was, you know, and that's where I really got, um, you know, and, 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 I, you know, what is it? You, you, you work your way to mediocrity, you know, so 35 years later, I'm still right, right in the dead middle of the pack. But, you know, I, like you said, and, and I totally appreciate Heather and I've loved Heather for years. Um, I really do have a passion for the for the for the industry. I have a passion for country. I have a passion for radio in general. Um, a, a quick Rick party story. Um, I when I was in Atlanta, Rick his his studio, him and Sasha's studio was right across the hall from ours. In fact, we they redesigned our old studio, and when we got a new one across the hall just before I left, and Rick and Sasha moved into that one, and you talk about needing to watch magic happen every day was watching walking by that window and getting to watch, look in that studio. And I just, that was amazing. So get a chance to be on here with Rick is really cool. And, um, that was an incredible talent. So when I knew I got to share this with Rick, that's, that's really cool on top of just having that voice. So sure. when, you know, when he signs on, it goes, yeah, everybody. That's, <laughs> yeah. That was all, that was all the time. Such a, such a cool guy. So a, very much a, uh, uh, an honor to get to share the stage with, with Rick tonight. What a um, great story because I yeah. just, Rick and I just followed each other on Twitter this week, knowing that Rick was going to be coming on. And by the way, Scott, what station was that? Your first station? Where was that? Oh, that was uh, AM 750 KSEO and uh, 1075 KLBC. It was an AM FM. One was the hot AC, well, it was AC and country. And I learned all about automation, the big wheel automation. It was really, um, and I had to stand there and put in these four digit numbers. There was uh, probably 500 of these digit numbers to get the automation to work. I mean, it was very primitive, but it was all the things that I'd learned um, that I carried on and I did it all the way through college. And I did, I, I wasn't on TV, but I worked at a couple TV stations to learn that side of it as well. And um, then I got out of, um, got out of that and then, you know, and did that with the regular, everybody in this room has done, you know, you did the move arounds, um, you know, way out, you know, I did, uh, Gosh, you know, through Phoenix and all the way out in Denver, you know, Denver, Albuquerque. And then I parked it in Dallas for 20 years. And I was very fortunate because Dallas was where I really met most of my friends. Um, and I got to be there. Like I said, the majority of my career was spent in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which I was very fortunate to do. Got to go to, to uh, Detroit uh, for about five years and work with John Trepain. And we started a country station there, started and stopped it. Um, moved back, joined Westwood One. Um, was there for, which bred into all my cumulus life um, of going to Memphis and then being a part of uh, Nash Icon when it started. I did afternoons there in Nashville, um, getting that <clears throat> format and brand started. And then I went to Atlanta and um, then the they flipped the station and everything changed and I got sent home and my wife was getting ready to have a baby. So it actually kind of worked out perfectly. I got sent home, and the day after I got let go and was put in the trades, uh, Mojo Roberts reached out and said, well, I can't let a Scott Gaines get away, and it was just very humbling. And 
said, hey, I think I got a spot for you and just really worked out perfectly. And uh, I ended up coming over here to Amarillo. And to be honest with you guys, it was probably one of the best things I could have done because all the other places that offer me jobs, I would have been in the street because COVID, COVID hit directly after that. Sure. And I would have been, I would have been out of a job with a brand new baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a uh, absolute blessing. And I, um, I noticed my, my, my former boss, she just went to, um, just moved to Michigan. Uh, she's in the room. Uh, Melissa Kibler is in the room. Um, she was the, one of the reasons why I went to Amarillo, um, an amazing market manager. In fact, Heather mentioned that I won the small market. Well, Melissa won the, uh, market manager award. Um, because man, we, we took these stations, these four stations and we made them work. I mean, that we were behind the eight ball and a lot of plate, you know, a lot of things. And we just brought, we're the, you know, we have the top three stations in town. Um, and number four, or well, the fourth one is our hip hop station, which hip hop is very big in this, uh, in this market. And, um, we uh, have showed a lot of growth and Melissa found an opportunity to move to Lansing, Michigan and expand her career. And so we were very sad to see her go. Um, but we're, uh, but it's been, it's been a fun ride. And, and I think I've heard on here several times that I've been listening. I try to tune in every week. I think I've heard people say that they do it for free. Um, there are many times I did more or less do it for free. Um, uh, but man, I, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Cause I just, I love it that much and getting the opportunity to, to be in a room with people like you and, and especially somebody like Heather, who, you know, Lloyd and I were teasing Heather earlier before everybody came on. It's like, you know, Heather's one of these aw shucks people. Heather's going, <laughs> into the, Heather's going into the country music hall of fame and you will never hear her say that, but I will because that's the type of talent that is in this room. And Lloyd, gosh, Lloyd and Jesse. And, um, in fact, I text back and forth with Jesse as he and his brother were doing their trek across uh, the country and I convinced them to stop at the big Texan and uh dive oh, into hell yeah. i convinced them to dive into a big steak and and uh i i couldn't meet them because I, I was i had elbow deep in a sick baby but I, was, I wanted to meet up with them but they did they stopped and dove into a big the big texan had a big old steak over there so nice um, let me ask you you know a lot of folks who have been on the beach during covid um have found themselves at smaller markets do you think there's a huge difference between programming, you know, a major market or a smaller market? What what do you find more fun? I've heard that a lot of people really enjoy running small market stations. I, I got to be honest with you, you know, coming off of a major market, you know, and programming in several major markets myself and then coming to Amarillo, one of the questions that I got was, you know, from people like, why are you going to go there? I mean, you can go to other places. Yeah, I could have gone to other places, but the one thing that I did value is that I went here and was able to put all my cards on the table and really was able to just kind of shoot my shot. Now, I know that's, you know, kind of cheesy, you know, memes, but it really was. I've been able to kind of go and kind of learn. And I've really taken this last, oh my gosh, almost a year and a half now and just really learned what I could about other formats. Um, there's, I have a news talk station that was in the very back of the pack. It's number three in town. We created a morning show, um, completely stripped down the morning show from where it was just news, you know, and we've taken this morning show and made it uh, progressive, um, changed the hosts, and now we have it syndicated with television 
I guess that's probably not the right word, but our morning show runs on television as well with our CBS affiliate. And Melissa and I were very instrumental on getting it there. And it just, it's worked immensely. So I've learned a lot with news talk. I've learned a lot with classic hits and, you know, and then our, you know, and then just getting to do country and getting to do country the way I wanted to. Um, and I know a lot of people understand you have to do the list, um, you know, and everybody has a list. I mean, don't get me wrong. Every, every company has a list, but what I do like about being able to do this on this level, like you mentioned, is that I have the freedom to kind of do what I want. Um, and it does make it fun. And you don't have somebody breathing over and you going, why are you doing this? Or why aren't you playing that? Or yeah. that wasn't our ad this week. And I just like having the freedom to be able to do what I want. And I've kind of proven that, you know, my way kind of worked. What, what would you say, Scott, your programming style is? Um, I'm very new. I'm very, I lean into new music because I want to give, uh, now I know on this level, um, you know, in, in Amarillo, I'm not going to get a whole lot of, you know, it'd be different if I was in Atlanta, but I, I at this level, I really love pushing out uh, new artists. I love giving them a voice because these kids have worked hard to get where they want to go and they want to get their stuff on the radio. And man, if that you see that passion and that's what I always loved when artists would come through. And, and I mean, you guys know this, they come through and do the radio, you know, visits and stuff. And they just, you can see the passion in their faces. And I mean, I don't get those anymore, but boy, you can certainly tell that there's a lot of great talent out there and giving them an opportunity to be able to be heard and be streamed um, is, is an amazing thing. And I love being able to be, you know, getting out that new music. Um, and I'm, I'm no different than anybody else, but I just, I love being able to push that new music out and being able to shine spotlights on, on the kids that are earning it. What excites you about radio today? Oh, there's a, there's still a lot about it. I still get excited when I get to go to work. I'm on vacation this week and I was telling my wife, I was telling my wife a while ago, so it's so weird to be sitting at home because I feel like I should be doing something. And, uh, you know, but just to be able to be, you know, be at home and spend some time with, um, you know, my son and, and get a little time to, cause we, I am very busy during the, during when I am working. Um, but yeah, everything still excites me. Um, I still get to be that little kid that, you know, taped Rick D's and taped Bob Kingsley every week. I heard somebody else mention that last week that they did that. And I was like, gosh, I thought I was the only nerd that did that. But now I taped. I taped Rick on Saturdays. I taped Bob Kingsley on Sundays and to later in my career to be a friend of Bob Kingsley and to be able to be on the countdown. I did. I hosted the, I hosted the very last countdown um, that Huge he heard. Compliment. Yes. And it was just such a, I mean, it was so, I can get so emotional about that because it's one of those dreams that, you know, if you'd have told, if you told Scott Gaines at 12 years old that he would be hosting um, the countdown that he listened to Bob Kingsley and, you know, Bob Kingsley um, would, you know, he would call, he would just call and talk to you. And he would, he would hear something that you would do or hear, you know, see you in a trade or send you an email and getting to develop that kind of friendship with somebody you admired. I mean, I mean, that's a hero. Um, that was, that's been a, uh, an absolute blessing, but to be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, to be able to follow, and develop these friendships that I have, um, uh, that I've built with some of the most talented people in the country. Um, I have so many talented friends, so many unbelievably talented radio friends, and I'm so proud of their accomplishments. And I always try, even when, 
they come through on, you know, country or check and I see them, I always send something. Yeah. Um, I always try to send the email and congratulate them and, hey, look, you know, you're doing the move or you got a new job or whatever, congratulations, because everybody needs that encouragement. Um, we, there's a lot of folks out there that are not encouraging. Um, every time they can wreck radio, they're going to because, you know, they're bitter betties because they're not working um, and they found everything wrong with it. Yeah. Um, and granted, there is a lot wrong with it. I, I'm not, and everybody in the room can attest. Everybody, but there's, 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 there's a lot, lot wrong with every. There's, there's a lot wrong with every. Yeah, there's a lot okay. wrong in banking and finance. You know, radio. You, you got to admit, we got into this business because we love what we do and we love the music. And it is a disease. It gets in your system. It doesn't go away yep. um, until you move on to the next transition of your life and you go to heaven and get to run radio there too. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. But it's, uh, but that's, passion yeah, passion it, is everything, and, and you're right. Radio is an absolute drug. I think you touched on something with regard to Bob Kingsley. Um, you know, Bob was such a master of being just tangible to everybody. He was never too big. Never. Even though he could certainly be too big if he wanted to. But I think that's something special about, you know, radio personalities today and those that excel are the ones that are still very tangible and still very authentic on the air you know, let people into their lives and relate to that, your audience, you know, what you're going through, maybe exactly what they're going through. And Bob was so good at that. He was like a warm blanket. That voice, he made you feel like you were his friend. You were the only one in the room. He was only talking to you. Yeah. And that is a unique talent that very few people possess. And even when there was a room, like he would see you at CRS and he would go out of his way. The last CRS that, uh, that we were all able to attend, um, I sat with him and Nan at uh, the Country Music Hall of Fame at his table. And it was just, I sat there kind of just in awe watching Midland perform. And I sat there and I go, I cannot believe this is happening. I am, you know, you, you sit at a table with one of your radio heroes, Nan, I love Nan to death. And, these are just those times where you go, gosh, this cannot be real. Um, there are so many other people, and I can go down the list. I could name. There's so many people that I, you know, I can think of in my head that got talent in circles around me. But man, I have just been in the right place at the right time, and I have been uniquely blessed to get to do this for my career. And um, I've gotten to do a lot of cool things of this career, but is nothing will. Uh, bring me more satisfaction than getting to see those, you know, an artist bring their music and get to display their talent and get to show their passion. Cause that to me is, that to me is more of a, you know, more of fun. Now, granted you, we got to do a lot. I mean, we've gotten to do a lot of cool stuff and I mean, get mm -hmm. to you know, award shows and stand on stage and do all the cool things and, you know, the shots before the show and, you know, you get to go do all that stuff. But that really is about 5% of all the cool things you get to do. Because in my mind, that's really cool. That's the frosting to the cake. But the fun part is getting to talk to your listeners and getting to, uh, you know, talk to your friends every day. And and that's what it is. It's a friendship. You develop that friendship. Absolutely. And, and they, they'll come up and talk to you, especially here. You know, in Atlanta, it was nice because people would see me at shows and stuff like that. And you knew that they were listeners because it was our show. But here, people will walk up to you in a grocery store. And I don't really – I forget how small this town is. I mean, granted, it's 100 and some odd thousand people, but still, it's still a pretty small town. And people will come up and talk to me what I, talk to me about what I talked about on the radio. And I was like, man, that's, that's really cool because 
you know, in the markets that I've been in prior to coming here, I never really had that. People would always talk about, oh, yeah, I listened to you today. Then people will come up and talk to you about a specific subject. Uh-huh. You know, what I brought up talking about my son or talking about being married or whatever. And it, it's just neat to get that feedback. And um, yeah, that's the so, payoff. Um, before I let you go, you've got one event that somebody who's just now getting into radio, one event that you could suggest that's really a great networking event in radio to go to. What are you going to tell that youngster to go to? Uh, CRS. Um, and I, and you're welcome, Jesse. You can put my check in the mail. Um, it, it's, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no I think I think no, I'm really not. The, it's just one of those things. And I will tell you, um, when I got to go the very first time, I swore that I would I learned so much. And you know what? It, what was so funny was, you know, CRS, everybody knows who've ever been to CRS, Country Radio Seminar. Um, it, that is the place that people go. First, they go to, you know, let their hair down because you know, you've worked hard for a year and, you know, it's the, you know, it's February in Nashville and good, good chance that you're going to snow or rain or be bitterly cold. And it's just a time to get to see your friends. I'm the nerd that actually goes through, <laughs> goes through the agenda thing and goes and sits in all the classes. Nice. I, I enjoy <laughs> that. And I mean, I, I mean, I enjoy that. I want, you know, and, and, you know, I go, I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I've, you know, all these guys that have gone through, and I remember Keith Kaufman when he brought in Garth Brooks, one of the, I was like fourth or fifth time I'd been there, and Garth came out and, you know, was solo, and then the band comes out, and it, it was just, those are those things you don't forget, and the, you know, I remember watching um, the pathway of the song was Good Directions, and it was Luke Bryan talking about writing it all the way down to Billy Currington singing it. And it was, they were all across the stage and it was really one of the, that one has always stood out to me, but I always loved watching those. Agenda, you know, I, I said, yeah. I'm the nerd that follows the agenda and, and, and I will go to the classes. Now granted, yes, I do go and, and enjoy the social part in the evenings, which that's fun too. But I do take a lot away from that. And I loved having the, you know, the, you know, having it online, I did a great job with it this year online. I'm looking forward to going um, this, you know, this next year. I would totally recommend CRS to anybody working in any format, really. The the panels and the discussions are very beneficial. And I'm sure Jesse could talk a little bit about that in a little bit. But Scott, your passion is always infectious. You can just hear in your voice, you know, how deeply you love what you do. And that's why we were so happy to have you to be a part of this today. You were definitely perfect for this. And if you'll stick around at the end, we're gonna have some uh, questions from the audience for you and Rick, I'm gonna throw it to Lloyd. Oh man, you can hear the passion with somebody like Scott, which is like, oh my God, it's just like rocket fuel. And by the way, Scott, uh, I always enjoy, like if you have a really passionate programmer, you you can use this phrase with him, your butt, or I'm sorry, your ball, your bat, your butt. That, that, but that's the way to do it, right? Like, let me in there, let me take the swing at it, let me show you what I can do. If you're serious enough, then that's your deal. The second thing that I got out of what you guys just said is, of course, here comes humiliation for me. American Country Countdown, like, man, it's almost like if you're in top 40 in the old days with Casey Kasem, you know, it was that voice, right? Well, for me, the first country radio seminar that I ever attended, 
I was so excited. I went to dinner one night and I saw his name right next to where I was sitting. It was Bob Kingsley. And I thought to myself, God, I can't wait to see how Bob Kingsley talks in real life because nobody talks like this. And this guy, he turns to me and he goes, I'm Bob Kingsley. And I was like, he really talks like that in person. And he does. And every, every single thing that you said about him, the sending of notes, the noticing you, the pulling you aside, he did all these things. Uh, it's amazing. Amazing. It was, uh, he, he, he did, uh, we were at a Kenny Chesney show at uh, Jerry World in Dallas. And it was just him and I standing at like along the wall. And he just sat there and was like telling me all these things like, here's what you need to do. Do this, follow this do this and man, you talk about taking mental notes and I still follow a lot of those things that Bob recommended to this very day. And I will carry those to my grave and pass them along to anybody who listen. Now you hear what Scott's saying. He's talking about mentorship. He, maybe it's not official mentorship, but this is the way we do it in this business. This is the way you get ahead in any business, but especially our business is, is a more small business than some other businesses. And it is supposed to be, one of high creativity where you learn things and you pass those on to others. Scott is going to stick around for a few minutes after our second interview in case you've got questions for him coming up. Thank you, Heather. You know you can catch Heather on the K-Frog stream and a variety of other stations in the West, too, because she's bigger than she says she is, uh, it, you know, Hall of Fame and all that. You know, she's always going to do that all shucks thing. But for real, she knows how to put it down. The radio rally is our weekly Monday opportunity to visit with radio from all across the country with our group, The Encouragers. Our next guest is well-known as an absolutely amazing voiceover pro. It makes me want to like pull my voice down a little bit, like it's going to be okay. Look, one of his social media pages says that he advocates for the rights of abused, neglected, and disenfranchised. I'm for that dude right there. If you can lift others up, that's a big deal. He's the voice of SportsCenter at 6 p.m. on ESPN, the chief executive officer of Rick Party Media, and the host of the Rick Party Show, and the founder of VoiceOver Universe. But that, that, that doesn't even do it, right? It, you think about all the things that he's doing. I want you to think about this. He coaches talent, okay? Have you heard what he does just on Clubhouse? If you haven't, you've got to go check it out. What he does to help other people get in the lane of a voice and how to use your voice and what to do. It's just, I mean, you just have to hear a few minutes of him and you go, this dude is the real deal. So let's get right to it. Rick Party, welcome to the Encouragers on the Radio Rally on Clubhouse. How are you? Can you hear me loud and clear? I got Perfect. you good. L- listen, that's that is by far uh, the best introduction I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good. That I, makes you feel I good. I always want How you to you do doing? it again. I'm I'm great, man. This way, <laughs> my <right>. day. Yeah. <laughs> very good, very good. I like yeah. that. So, you know, look. Um, uh, tell us how you found your way into radio. How did you get in the radio business? Well, I, I was a kid living on the south side of Chicago, and you know you've heard the stories about Chicago. Even then, it was it was bad on some pockets. My mom, being an educator, wanted us to have a, a better life, so she uh, you know sent us to schools on the north side, the better side of uh, town. At least we thought. Um, so uh, going to high school, it was a, it was a little rough. 
And in fact, uh, it was probably a little rougher than the South Side of Chicago. It was, it was so bad that I did not want to uh, go to school. So my mom going to educate and, you know, she's a teacher on the West Side of Chicago. I would stay home and she had no idea because I hide in the room. And um, well, one day I decided to, um, you know, call the local radio station. And the other guy on the other end of the phone was Earl Boston. And Earl Boston uh, was a radio personality for WBMX. So I call him every day and he goes, why are you calling me every day? And I go, <clears throat> I'm sick. He said, don't give me that. Be honest with you. Be honest with me. I said, I get kicked out of school. He said, no, nah, man, you got to get, get it back together. You got to go back to school. So I went back to school and uh, my, my teacher said, uh, young man, who are you? And I said, I'm, I'm Zurich. He said, that's my real name, by the way. Rick is oh, derived wow. from Zurich. Yeah. Look he said, that. yeah, he, he goes, Zurich. Yeah. You've been kicked out of here. Well, he didn't say kicked out, but you've been kicked out like 90 days ago. So, uh, I talked to Earl Boston, told him that I was kicked out of school and, you know, I got into a program called jobs for youth where, you know, they, they, you know, catch us up a little bit. And at the same time, you know, help us find jobs in the market. And Earl Boston became my mentor at that moment. So me being a kid who lived in the inner city, I just wanted to be just like that guy taking the you know time to talk to me. Um, and I, I believe in, in that moment, that little mustard seed of a conversation was when I was truly born, found myself back to school and then went on to Columbia School of Broadcasting. And then there was a local radio station called WCYC for youth. I was still a kid. So uh, Harv Roman gave me a shot to, you know, broadcast on that station because he knew I was also a student at Columbia School of Broadcasting. So that was my, my first non-paid gig. But Earl Boston's conversation with me got me to get back into school, uh, go to Columbia School of Broadcasting, send my audition tape out to everyone. And that's where my radio career was born. That's so incredible that, yeah. that you come on this thing and we're the encouragers. And you're going to tell us that a radio guy yeah. that you called at random, put your life on track. That's crazy. He really did. He really did. And, and to this day, uh, he, he's still a mentor, a father, a big brother, you name it. He, he, he's still my everything to this, to this day. Wow. Yeah. What an incredible thing to say. Yeah. All right. So look, you got to give us some highlights as, as far as your broadcast career goes, because it's pretty cool. I want to hear. Well, um, that little kid that, you, that did attend Columbia School of Broadcasting, you know, for, uh, I guess the, the next four years or so, I would go on to Macon, Georgia and Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, um, let's see, um, Dallas, Miami, and then finally back to Chicago. Um, at this time I'm about 22 years old and Tom Joyner is, uh, the afternoon guy. Doug Banks is the, the morning guy. And this is before syndication. And that's so, Eddie, uh, that's a, that's a bunch of heady talent to be hanging out with. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it was, it, it, it it was a it was a surreal moment because prior to me even getting into radio, I remember seeing Doug Banks on the street. You know, he was leaving his you know leaving the show, and they were going out to brunch. He and his team, he'd take them out and they talk about the show. And I'm riding my bike to go to Pizza Hut, 
and I go, hey, Doug Banks. He goes, hey, young man, how are you? You know, I go, listen, my name is Zurich. I just, I just listened to you on the radio. And man, I just can't believe that you're here. And I want to be like you when I grow up. And he's like, all right, young man, keep at it. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. You know, so it was wait, just that quick. Wait, wait, have you told him this story? I did tell him that, you know, uh, Doug passed away a few years ago. I, and I told him that story. And and then when Doug saw me four years ago, I told him the story again because I was the new hire. I was the I was the night guy in WGCI and it just totally blew him away. So, you know, Doug took total credit, you know, for me being in radio. (laughs) Of course he did. And was it a big deal for you to come home to Chicago? Because, I mean, look, there still had to be a little Rick in there. No, absolutely. I mean, you listen, you're talking about the kid who listened to WGCI and, and, and BMX. And I tell you what, um, had I not met Elroy Smith, he was the program director that year. Elroy, uh, prior to me coming back to Chicago, hired me in Dallas at 103 Jams to be the afternoon guy and then later on the night guy. So, you know, after I'd leave Dallas and go on to Miami, Elroy remembered me and said, hey, uh, we've got an opening here. I'd like for you to send uh, an audition tape. Not only did I send uh, uh, an audition tape, I actually sent a video air check because California air check uh, videotaped my my radio show in Miami. So I sent that and I sent myself on um, remote broadcast. I, I just I went overboard and That's the way. Oh, I went overboard. So the the program director, Elroy Smith and Marv Dyson, they said, you're the one. We got to hire you. And they brought me in. And to work with Tom Joyner and, and Doug Banks, I mean, what more could a kid from the south side of Chicago who lived on the west and the north? Uh, it was like I was the hometown kid now on FM radio. And I don't think anyone at that time was a true Chicagoan. So for me, that was that was a dream come true. I'm just listening to you. And, you know, look, Rick, uh, you exude confidence. Okay, you can tell that you're in command when you're sitting at the controls, man, you got it going on. But back then, with all that talent flying around you, you had to be a little bit like, keep it together, keep it together, man, keep it together. (laughs) Right. No, absolutely. I mean, growing up. You know, I was a kid who who stuttered a lot and probably sometimes you know, today, not probably sometimes I still do stutter today. But it was from nervousness because I, I didn't think I could. I didn't think I can. It was my cousin Gavina, who I, you know, uh, we, we call Beanie. I, I'd practice. I literally would have a notebook, Lloyd, and I listen to the local radio station and I write down word for word what uh, Earl Boston would say. You know, WBMX, this is Earl Boston. It's going to be cloudy outside today. And I write it down word for word. And then I, yeah, what's that? You practice being him. Oh, I practice being him every single day. And I do with my friends and they say, hey, watch, watch Zurich do this radio thing. So I do that radio thing. And my cousin Beanie, she would always, every time she'd see me, she, you know, I'm her little cousin. She goes, go ahead, Zurich, do that radio thing again. I go, 102.7 BMX. This is Zurich. I'm on the radio. It's cloudy outside. And she goes, oh. I love it. So, you know, that stuttering kid that always stuttered from nervousness, she she really helped me with that confidence. And and from that moment on, when when your cousin, you know, tells you and your and your and your mom and your your family, I mean, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. So yeah, I, you yeah. start to get that feeling that you can. Right. Absolutely. 
you have this great quote from Muhammad Ali on your clubhouse profile. I want to point it out for everybody. I'm going to read it right here. Mm -hmm. Service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. I see how giving you appear to be in every possible way when I come in contact with you. It doesn't matter what way I do. It's always the same. Has this always been a philosophy of yours to help others? It, it really has. Uh, my mom, God rest her soul. Um, when she and my dad divorced, um, it was it was a little rough on her as an educator. And, you know, teachers, they they don't work in the summer. So the family would have to, you know, get public assistance. And I remember looking in the cupboards and we would have generic food, corn, green beans, whatever. And everything was black and white. And I did not want my friends to come over. My mom, um, uh, a a devout religious woman, we would still go to church every Sunday and she'd pay her tithe 10%. And I remember saying uh, something to her. I said, the the reason why I can't have X, Y, Z is because you're giving 10% to church every day. And the look that she gave me, I I will never forget. My my mom, not only that, she she gave to her local church, the woman that lived around the corner who was homeless. She gave them a bed in our already crowded home. Uh, she she'd give to shelter. She'd get. I mean, if, if anyone wants to stay in our home, my mother did it. And I, you know, just seeing her do that every day. I mean, how could I not grow up and want to give to other people? It's interesting. You and I uh, have great moms. I can tell that, you know, my mom once made a BLT for me and my sister that was her magic BLT. And we're like, well, what's magic about it? And she goes, well, it's the ingredients. Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, what, what are the ingredients going to be? And she goes, well, it's going to taste just like a BLT, but it's actually bread and mayonnaise and um uh, Tomato. Tomato. Yes. Yes. And I know that sandwich. And, yes. and, I'm, and of course, back then we thought it was really cool, but later we kind of learned, okay, it's because we didn't have any bacon. I get it. All right. So, so listen, did you always have this fully developed emotive voice? These next two questions are real close together. Okay. No, not really. And I, I, I you know, the, the, the people who know me when I'm not on the microphone or I, I'm not on stage, I mumble. I mean, they always have to say, oh. no, seriously, they always have to say, what did you say? I'm going to say, do, do you know what, 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 what are you going to do today? I mean, my voice is so low and maybe it's because I just don't want to talk, but I emote when that microphone's on me, I emote when I'm, I'm on stage. But for the most part, when I'm not on, if you will, no one would re- even recognize my voice. I've never in my life, Lloyd, I've never gotten, are you Rick party? Are you the voice of anything? I've never gotten that in my life because I really don't open my mouth to speak. I mean, if I had to count the time, the times that that's happened, that's probably on one hand in my entire, uh, over 30 years in, in the broadcast industry. Well, also you work some markets that Scott would agree are pretty big and you might have that problem too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of a different deal. Uh, so I, I've got to say this to you, you know, you started out as this stumbling kid, you mm-hmm. know, you got imposter syndrome, okay, right. which probably everybody has at some point or another and maybe still forever has. Mm-hmm. When did you know I have a gift for voiceover and I'm going to make this happen on a big scale? That There had to be a moment. 
Well, I got to be honest with you. Um, when I worked at V103 in Atlanta, I absolutely I had a great radio show. The ratings were number one. I was kicking Clark Howard in the butt, so I didn't have to worry about anything else. So um, I remember the program, the, the production director, Postman, wanted me to do production and voiceover. I said, I don't want to do that stuff. He goes, man, you're going to want to do it. You're going to have to learn how to do production. You're going to have to learn how to you know, cut up tape. And I said, that looks too, I know how to do basic editing, but what you're doing in voiceover, that's, that's for the birds. So, uh, I needed to do something di uh, differently because once I gotten back to Chicago, stopped after Chicago, stop in Atlanta, then back to Chicago again, do afternoons. Uh, people were calling me saying, Hey, you've got a nice voice. I'd love for you to produce a, a concert commercial. So a friend of mine, producer, Sean Long and and Paul, they gave me a, a CD-ROM of Cool Edit. And I said, what does this do? He, he says, it's like having a studio on your computer. Yes. And I go, wait, 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 wait. Do you know what I'm about to do with this? Because I don't know yet. But so, uh, I, had, I had to learn how to use Cool Edit. I bought a bunch of equipment from uh, Radio Shack. Yeah. Asked many people who were successful in voiceover, everybody from uh, Mitch Faulkner to Mitch Craig and uh, Dr. Dave and Pat Garrett. All of these guys, I would ask, you know, hey, what do you use? And, you know, they they all gave me a little nugget. And, you know, it took months and months of, uh, you know, learning how to produce and how to use my voice. And, you know, I, I hit it. I hit the nail. I mean, I, I made a great demo. And I sent it to Doc Winner, who's the VP of Urban Programming for iHeart. And Doc heard my demo, and he was just starting a bunch of hip-hop radio stations. And he made me the voice of over 20, 30 radio stations at one time. I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with this? And, it, it, and this is after doing like a little, you know, promos and commercials for people here and there. But that was the first time I just sent something to... Uh, I just, you know, with me, Lloyd, I, I always just, I, I always go for the gold. I don't, I don't, I don't go small. I go big, you know? So I had the guts to go right to, to Doc Winter and he put me on. And after being the voice of radio stations across the country, um, I had my first per promo gig BET asked for a, a PSA. Now that's and, a moment right there. Yeah. They asked for a PSA after I, you know, doing mornings in, in New York city and they needed a PSA because they, they knew that. Now, let me rewind for one second. I got to do this. Uh, Cynthia Johnson for Columbia needed a promo for Destiny's Child on the Soul Train Awards. That was my big, big moment for television. That's great, too. Yeah. And then the BET thing happened. And from that moment on, they, they send me another one and another one. So for the next nine years, I you know become the voice of BET. And still at that moment... I, I, I still didn't understand voiceover the way I, I should because I was just focused on promo. Right. And yeah. So, I mean, th th this story can go on and on, Lloyd. I, 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 I need to write a book about no, it. No, yeah. no. I, look, I got so many questions for you. Uh, I'm going to combine a few here. You, you're somebody who look, looks to me like you immediately took to social media and you know how to use it. Mm -hmm. And whether or not that's true, here's an important question because we love mentorship on the encouragers. We love giving back. We love to 
to connect people, how do you think we can encourage other radio talent to more significantly learn and use social media more effectively? Um, the way I encourage a lot of talent, I mean, I see them when they lose their jobs and they don't know what they're going to do. And I go, are you kidding me? I said, do you know how many people you can reach on social media? I mean, you, you know, you're, you're, you're better than syndicated radio. The only difference is that you're not getting paid for it. But do you know that that you could literally have complete autonomy on your own digital platform with millions of followers? You know how many people would pour into your platform because they see that millions of people listen to you and watch you? First and foremost, get yourself a podcast. Don't worry about an audience. People will hear you. You just have to keep plucking away at it. Get yourself an anchor page, anchor.fm. Get yourself a YouTube. Get your, yourself anything that's live. You, you meet your audience where they are and you keep going and going. And then one day you're going to hit it big. And all of those videos that may have gotten 10 views here, 25 views there, they're going to go back and they're going to look at all of your stuff. And before you know it, you're going to have millions of, of people watching your videos and you're going to be the, the biggest thing, you know, since sliced bread, if you believe in yourself. I mean, but that's where you start. These kids believe in it. I, I tell you people know, to start. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Look, look, you know, I tell people the world is smaller than you think. It's not big. It's not having a viral moment. It's mm -hmm. the hard work you do all the time that builds up to a thing. Right. No, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, my, my daughter who has a YouTube page, I, I remember a couple months ago, and she's had this page, I, I'll be honest with you, probably for about two years. And a few months ago, she, you know, she came up to me. She goes, Dad. I said, what? She goes, I have 50 followers. I go, oh, my God. What? Great. 50 We We fail to look at life the way kids look at it. Correct. We, we're so used to having this big audience and and so many people like us and follow us. But we... We have to we have to think like kids, like if I can get 50 here, I can get 60 next week or next year. They. Oh, if please. The, if you can get 50, you can get 100. If you can get 100, you can get 1000. Absolutely. Going. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, you know, we talk about mentors on mm -hmm. this live event on both of our live events here on Clubhouse. Do you have a mentor? And you sort of already answered that. So I'm going to change my question here to say, do you have more than one mentor who has given you a step up at different points that you still kind of go back to the well and go, hey, I'm, this is what's going on with me. You know, can you help me a little bit here? Absolutely. Um, my my co-workers and old program director, uh, one being James T. He's the midday guy at, at Hot 105 in Miami. He's uh, just a remarkable person. And I mean, any, anything from from radio uh, to life experiences, to fathers, fatherhood, to relationships. I mean, anything you want. And, and Phil Michaels, he's the program director there at Hot 105. And just many of my friends. I just I, I honestly believe that. And of course, we, we mentioned Earl Boston and, and my buddy G, Gino Jones, who's a pro, uh, radio host in, in Charleston, South Carolina. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I truly believe that we can learn so much from so many people, so many people. I love that you come on this live event 
And, and oh, there it is. Just a moment ago, you talked about why can't we be like kids? I, I'm even worse. I'm like, <laughs> I've got a dog named Spider-Man, and I study him all the time because nobody sells better than this dog. This dog's got it going on, let me tell you. <laughs> so, so here's what I want to know from you. You're so positive. You come on here and you talk about, hey, man, you lose your job in the radio business. What are you thinking? You know, the world is freed up in so many different ways that you can have your own thing over here that creates a tribe. Mm-hmm. I, we actually had somebody on a, a couple of weeks ago. They start a podcast when they when they found themselves out of work, and that podcast gets over a million views. Wow. You know, you know, I mean, come on, that's bringing it. So tell me, Rick, what do you think the future of radio is? Um, the future of radio is really what we see now. It's it's radio on demand, and that's that's podcast, that's video. I mean, these things have been here for a while. Um, you know, radio has finally gotten it. They they are finally saying, okay, we have to meet people where they are, and that's that's podcasts. I don't believe that people will listen to live radio like they used to, but I still believe that there's a place for it. I mean, you know, there are those, those of us that still like live and, um, radio, radio will just, will always just be in, in, in our hearts, you know, but it's, it's gonna definitely go in the, in the way of podcasts. That's what I truly believe. Well, I got to tell you, I believe that radio is companionship, and I think there's always going to be a space for it, and I do think it's always going to have an audience. The question is, how does that audience change? You know, it's like uh, we're about to do an event on August the 10th, and I was doing some research on it today, and one of the things that they talk about is how many people are onboarding these Alexas. And so it's it's like radio might be a little different in terms of delivery system, but it's going to be a thing because of the talent in the radio business. Speaking of talent, Rick Party, what is the future of Rick Party? In other words, where do you want to take your career? I'm so interested to know if you have a bucket list, something on your bucket list that you've not achieved yet. Because I, look, I hate to like, put this on you but dude you're on espn come on who in radio don't want that gig yeah uh the future for me is television i want to do television that's my bucket list i i tried it when i was younger um and i think there's i i still i've still got some time uh, you know oh, yeah. listen yeah i've got time that's something i i, I definitely want to do my my co-host of my new show um uh, the Rick Party show with Natasha Simona. She's like, come on, we can be the next, uh, r- r- you know, Ryan and Kelly or Kelly and Ryan. Come on, we can do it. But I want you to be more like like Regis and Kelly, because, you know, you're you're way older than I am. And I mean, she, you know, oh. so she. <laughs> oh, that's painful. I know. Right. She just and, comes with the, the, the jab. So no. And, you know, I love her. She is fabulous. She's got really special talent, I think. And the two of you together are really incredible. And I mean this to anybody who's listening. If you've not heard what Rick Party's doing on Clubhouse, you missing out. That's it. And and by the way, you and I should talk offline about you and the television thing because I think that's a thing. And I've got some I've got some thoughts about that for you. Awesome. I can I can see Natasha's face right now. She's got a big smile on her face. So. Oh, glad. I, I, I was hoping it wouldn't be anything bad. That's really good. Rick, oh, yeah. I got to tell you, I just really thank you for being on our Clubhouse event called 
uh, the radio rally. And of course, I want you to stick around, if you will, for a few minutes in case the folks have some questions. We are going to ask people in the audience if they have questions for you. And of course, every single week we visit with radio pros from different parts of the country. And we don't just visit in one format. We don't just visit one type of person. We are after it. We want to do what we're doing for a single reason. We want to encourage you and encourage anyone making a living in the business of radio today. This is also where you can come and hear from people that you ordinarily might not get a chance to have an intimate setting to to have a, a conversation or hear a conversation from them as well about radio. And of course, you get to do that right here on our Clubhouse events. Follow the people on the stage of this live event and look around the room. See these other folks that you'll want to connect with and network with. That's what it's about. Our purpose is to encourage and networking is a big part of encouraging your career in radio and in audio actually don't forget next week august the 2nd that's monday one week from today our sharpen your creativity event that august 2nd event will be lance tidwell the program director of 104.7 wzzk and mix 97.3 in birmingham alabama he'll be joined by tim leary who is absolutely fabulous morning show talent at new country 1031 WIRK and West Palm Beach, and you don't want to miss that for sure. We are going to open up the room in case there are questions from you for our guest right now. So here's what you do. You reach down. There's a little button. It's got a little hand on it. looks like a little notepad, but I'm sure they meant for that to be somebody's smartphone, right? So you just hit that thing, and of course, uh, we'll bring you right up onto the stage. We do ask as soon as you come up onto the stage that you mute your microphone. We will get to you and ask you questions. There's no question about it. We'll address you by name. So when you come up, definitely do that. Uh, <laughs> mute your microphone. If you don't, we're going to have to send you back down. We'll try again. Again, check in anytime for our latest update as we continue to add guests. We publish our full updated schedule at RainmakerPathway.com. That's also where you find fresh and free resources to encourage you or anyone in the radio business. We don't lock away anything on our site from you because we are here to encourage your career. We care about the people in the radio business. I hope we're making that pretty clear. Look for our free blog section for what you can get a hookup on and get uh, uh, share that with friends as well. Before we get started, I want to remind you that you can nominate anyone to become a member of this group, the Encouragers, by doing that directly from your screen on your iPhone, Android, or tablet. Also, don't forget Wednesdays on Clubhouse Live. It's our innovation and audio live event with Skip Dillard from WBLS and Hot 97 in New York City. As usual, we'll have two guests, but Just like normal for innovation and audio, only one of them will be from radio itself. The other is usually someone who handles and works consistently with innovation itself, and they may or may not be tied directly to radio or even audio itself. It's our way to give you a different perspective on creative about change, creativity, and innovation itself. This Wednesday, yes, just two days from now, our live innovation and audio event will feature uh, innovation investor John Crenshaw, and we will talk 
about Elon Musk, Bitcoin, the DNA of successful investors, how you can tell who they really are, and more. We also will have Derek Brown, who is the director of urban programming at Alpha, Alpha Media, and you'll want to check him out for sure. So let's talk questions for today's guests with Rick Party, Scott Gaines, or anyone on our panel. And we're going to start with Jennifer. Do you have a question for somebody on our panel? I do. Um, I, I actually have a room full of program directors, so I'm going to just go all out. I'm going to try not to be um, a bitter Betty. Is that what you said, Scott? I love that one, bitter Betty, because, I mean, I'm a veteran. I've been in radio for like 25 years. I've been on the beach too long, <laughs> way too long. And Rick, I want to thank you so much because, you know, it is. It's really hard when you're out of work. You know, it is. It's depressing. It sucks. I worked at Walmart. I worked at Publix. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad. But, you know, since since I was 19, all I've been doing is talking over records. So now when you're like 25, because I'm 25, <clears throat> it's it's just really, you know, it's it's hard to, to do anything except talk over records. And that's all you know how to do. So what did I do? I started a podcast. And I was like, oh, you know, th- that it's just not the same. And I miss radio, but Rick, you got me fired up about my podcast because I'm looking at downloads and I'm like, oh, you know, big deal. So I only got 150 downloads. I used to talk to, you know, how many people did I talk to in the city of Cleveland or Miami or whatever. But yes, you have that, a question for us. Yeah. The, my, my question is, here's the question. When you're on the beach for as long as I've been on the beach, if you have an outdated air check, if somebody's listening to the air check, if I send it, they're going to be like, okay, so she hasn't worked in five years and there's this many holes in her resume. I feel like that's, it's totally hindering me. Nobody wants to listen. Would you, as a program director, rather hear somebody manufacture an air check at home or give a real air check from five years ago? Or, I I mean, I just, I, I want to know the right route to go where I don't look like a total loser because I feel like a loser. I mean, I worked in great markets. I have a good resume, but I've been out of work a long time and it's so competitive and it's so hard. So to, to, to answer your question, even when I worked in radio, I would send that air check, but I also make a custom air check for radio stations and they were blown away that I paid attention to every detail of that radio station from uh, the liners to the sweepers to the music. I mean, it literally sounded like I was on that station, even if I had to manufacture a phone call. Tailor-made to the particular station that you're targeting. Absolutely. But here's here's the thing. I also I also produce. So. If you're going to if you're going to produce that, you're going to you, you, you if and you can't do it yourself, give it to a production director to master it, to give it that radio sound, to put a little compression in there, if you will, because sometimes if it's not mastered right, uh, it'll it'll sound like it was made at home. But everyone that I still even today, I still do the same absolute way uh, I tailor it to that radio station and I have not met a program d- director today that hasn't been blown away from a all tailored right, air check. All right. So right there, Jennifer, if you put yourself in the, the, the position of a program director, you've got all these people coming at you with auditions, right? And you get that one that we'll call it the Rick Party audition, right? So which one are you going to look at really hard? I'm going to look at the one that, that put in that extra effort and put my call letters in there. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Great advice. And Rick, I, I appreciate you giving us that. Emerson, do you have a question for somebody on our panel? Hi, everyone. It's Emerson. Yes, I do. And I, I just want to say thank you so much, Rick. I, you listened to my air check um, uh, almost a couple months ago, and I really appreciated the feedback. And um, I do have a question to kind of everyone on the panel, um, especially Rick. How do you, because I do feel like you have a very authentic voice. How do you have your authentic individual voice, but assimilate enough that you don't scare people with like your unique sound or innovation that you bring to the table? I I know that's a tricky question because I am that K-pop DJ who's, you know, trying to carve out my niche and, and it is very, it's very tricky. Um, well, as a voice actor, you you learn how to use your voice. And that's something that most radio personalities, that's that's unfamiliar territory to them um, because we just go in one direction. That's either soft, uh, uh, hard or medium, you know, but but here only some people master the art of voice. And I would say to anyone in radio, if you want to take it to another level. Taking that, take an acting course, take a, a real voiceover class with uh, someone who understands the art of voice. I mean, when to when to emote, when not to emote, you know, how to use a whisper if you have to, how to speak directly to a person. There are many ways that you can say things. And, you know, if I'm if I'm speaking this way to you, I, I think you feel like I'm speaking directly to you. Right. But if I'm speaking loud, you know, I could be speaking to anyone. I mean, you just have to know how to use your voice. And I listen, I say to any radio person, you know, who wants to take it in a, a different direction, come and hang out with me. Learn how to use your voice in my in my voiceover room. That right there is what I'm talking about, people. Jesse, do you have a question for somebody on our panel tonight? Yeah, this has just been great to listen to. And I've enjoyed, uh, you know, hearing Scott tell his backstory of, I really enjoyed his perspective of the difference between being in a large market and then being in a small market and how listeners come up to you. And uh, It took me back to my time part-time in the Quad Cities of Iowa and Illinois. Um, Scott, is there an example of something that a listener has come up to you while in Amarillo and has said to you uh, that, that you mentioned on the air that kind of resonated with them? Yes, I talked about um, working on no sleep because our son is 18 months old and he went through this period about a month and a half ago where he just wanted to be up about between 2 and 4 a.m. Now, he wasn't mad. He wasn't screaming. He wasn't crying. Now, fortunately, I'm a night owl, so it didn't really bother me, but my poor wife, I thought she was going to die. But yeah, and when they come up and talk to you about, because I'll talk about anything uh, on the air and I was like, man, running on, you know, no sleep. And, you know, I'm an older dad, too, by the way. And so being an older dad and I said, come on, you guys totally know what I'm talking about. You've lived this. You guys know exactly what I'm going through. I'm running on fumes. And I, that was the first thing this woman would, walked up and talked to me about was she, and she had three kids in tow. And she said, you see them? She's pointing. We were in the grocery store. She pointed to the middle one. She goes, you see that one? That one never slept. That's exactly what I was thinking of when I was in the car and I was listening to you talk about, well, we were up and we were playing and, you know, I put the videos up on my Instagram and she goes, I was 
thinking the exact same thing. She goes, gosh, you just took me back to when the middle one didn't sleep and this one wanted to talk all night. And it's just those little things that you don't know you're making a connection um, when you do. And it's being able to share those little bits and pieces because that's what I tell, you know, anybody who's ever asked me is like you create that friendship with a listener. And that's what it is. Um, you create that one-on-one because you're not, I mean, yes, you do talk to thousands of people, but realistically you're setting up that one-on-one conversation with that person, that connection. And that's what builds those thousands of people is being able to connect um, one-on-one and being able to feel that and be able to make that uh, one person feel like you're the, they're, they're their best friend. You're sitting across the table having dinner with them and you're making them feel like they're the only person in the room. People, people, this is exactly why we do the radio thing, and you know it is. Uh, We do try to keep this event to about an hour. I do want to thank you for joining us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the Radio Rally. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Radio Rally, email me, FORD at RainmakerPathway.com. I want to go out of my way to say thanks to Jennifer and Emerson for stepping up and asking questions, and Jesse, too, of course. Uh, It takes kind of a big moment for you to step up and and be a part of that and everybody's into impression management these days because whatever but when people really step out like that we want you to know you're encouraged to do that on these live events we do hope that you have a rock star week we'd like to say at rainmaker pathway and on the radio rally once you have a radio station you get anything else that you want we do this once a week because we appreciate you. We appreciate you being a big part of this. This thing is about you, not about us. A big thank you to Heather Froglier and to Jesse Tack for being my great co-host for this event. Our thanks to Scott Gaines and Rick Party for being our patient and giving guests. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers and the Radio Rally podcast, which should be available in, oh my goodness, he's so fast. I can't even get the next week up before he's already got this done. So it's probably in the next hour or so. We want to thank JustJoeProductions.com for creating audio footprint and distributing podcasts. By the way, if you're looking for somebody to help amp up what your demo might sound like, uh, you might try JustJoeProductions.com. I'm just saying. Please do share our podcast for the Encouragers, the Radio Rally, and the Encouragers Innovation and Audio with others that you know that are interested in growing their careers in audio. This is your place for that. Both podcasts will be available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts as they are right now. Please remember, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers, and good night.